Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, welcome back. Silver and black today, the post-game edition. The Raiders 27-20 winners over the Chargers. Yes, they had a 14-point lead in the second half, and they held on. It looked like for a minute there, Murph, I was getting a little nervous. I, I even tweeted, this kind of looks like a rerun when they started giving up first downs. But they hold on, and the Raiders win again. Do us a favor. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, we are Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. If you haven't done that, do us a favor. Just subscribe. Hit the auto-download. And make sure you also subscribe here on the YouTube channel if you're watching us. Hit subscriptions and the notifications bell. Also, Please do my favor, a favor, I should say, for my friend, Murph, Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube. Make sure you go follow the channel. I know a lot of our viewers and listeners already do that. If you don't, you're missing out. you got to catch the show live on Wednesday nights uh, from the Fan Cave, which is the best set in all of Raiders content dumb. Uh, content dumb? Oh, my gosh. That sounds dumb. Anyway, Murph joining us live from the MGM, uh, Bet MGM Sportsbook at the Gold Strike Casino in Tunica, Mississippi. And Murph, um, I'll tell you what, you know, this whole, this team's resiliency has to make fans feel better. 
Absolutely. I mean, it feels great today. And Scott, by the way, you can't see anything done. I do a co-host. Uh, I co-host the show with Swag <laughs> Jeff for crying out loud. So, I mean, uh, he's watching, by uh, the way, he's live with uh, us on YouTube there. He, he's my best friend. I took a shot at him. I even know he was on, but you know, I was hoping he would catch it up later for sure. Um, sorry, Jeff, you know, I love you. Um, but yes. So, so speaking of that resiliency, right? Like to, to go back to, and you asked about how we feel as fans. It feels great because like we saw that, you know, the, the mistakes get made and then the recovery. Josh Jacobs, we talked about on the defensive side of the ball, so I'd like to kind of flip it to Josh Jacobs and give him his flowers. Like, now, like we saw him, you know, he established himself early on, but then had the fumble, right? But they came right back. And then, and, and you know, really we have two closers. On, well, now maybe Chandler Jones. But for the most part, we have two closers now in this football team. We have Max Crosby on the defense and Josh Jacobs on the offense. And I'm not taking away anything away from Devontae Adams and Derek Carr or the mm -hmm. offensive line or any of the other pieces that have fed into the win. But, like, those two guys, like, seem to jump out on both sides of the ball every single week. And I know they play completely different positions and all that. But, like, that resiliency, though, and that that dog in them that you see every single week from Josh Jacobs and, and Max Crosby. And, like, so, again, like, as a fan, like, that's encouraging. Like, that's that's fun. Like, that's what we want out of, out of, our, out of our football team. And, and so, you know, that's – give us something to root for. You know, that's ultimately yes. what it comes down to is that do we have something to root for going into each game and now we've now so now look at where we're set up on the season and i don't want to jump too far ahead yeah. Scott, but now so here we won three in a row now we've got the lambs right and we know we can win in la because that's <laughs> our hometown all right and then we've got the patriots on what i was expecting we were going to get flexed out of on a sunday night game yeah. i don't think so now no. now all of a sudden that's got some playoff implications if we can beat the Lambs for both teams and absolutely Absolutely. And you don't think freaking Josh McDaniels is going to have some extra mustard on his playbook going up against the hoodie? Like, oh, I'm yeah. telling you, like, this is going to be a great game. So, I mean, again, I'm not jumping too far ahead, but just like what we talked about coming into this game, hey, yeah, we're one to know this week, but then what's the next one? What's the, what is this, what could this extrapolate out to and look like over the next series of weeks? And so that's encouraging. And until we lose two more, like, we've, we're still in this thing, we're still in the conversation. Absolutely. And the other thing I want to, first of all, I think by far, um, and I know it's, it, it maybe it's anticlimactic saying this, I, I, without, without doubt to me, the biggest win of the season, the best win of the season for the Raiders, because not just because it's third in a row, Murph, but because of who you beat. It's, it's an AFC West rival. And of course, we saw the Chiefs lose today to the Cincinnati Bengals. So they lose their top uh, spot. So again, that game at the end of the season, no matter what happens the rest of the way, the Raiders are going to play in the playoff picture because the Chiefs and, and Bills, I think, are going to go down to the wire on who will be the number one seed, which is incredibly important, especially if you got to go to Buffalo in January. Nobody wants to do that uh, if you're the Chiefs. So, so a huge deal. The other thing I want to mention right now and give a lot of credit, and I love how you say give them flowers, this offensive line, holy crap, this offensive line over the last three games has been unbelievable today. Did not allow a sack today. And that guy, Khalil Mack, still on the other side, still a good ball player, okay? Yes, they're missing Bosa and some other guys on defense. It doesn't matter, though. This offensive line creating the holes that Josh Jacobs is running through, creating an amazing pocket for Derek Carr to throw those dimes to Devontae Adams. Murph, these guys... I can't believe I'm saying it, but these guys have settled in and they are playing some gosh dang good ball. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. And I, before I jump in on the offensive line, I do want to I want to say something too, Scott. You talked about how this team could potentially finish out the season. 
I'll never forget going back to 1999 when the Chiefs go or the Raiders go into Arrowhead, play the Chiefs, knock them out of the playoffs, and the legendary yep. Daryl Russell walking off the field looks into the camera and goes, "We going home?" and they going home. Like that's the kind of thing that we could be. And I know we're not going to quite send them home, but we could not knock some, uh, you know, some some uh, luster <laughs> off of the off the Chiefs season this year. So yep. we'll look forward to maybe maybe that. But anyways, but as far as the offensive line goes. This is what's really interesting. You know, me and plenty of other of us uh, in Raider Nation went in on our coaching staff and their press conferences and about the dismissiveness around some of the criticism and the dismissiveness that they would, you know, seemingly shoo aside comments and questions from media about, like, here's some weaknesses, here's some weaknesses. And they would just be like, no, we're fine. We're going to trust the guys we have in-house. We're going to trust our coaching staff. And the rest of us are looking at this going like, wait a minute. We've won two games. Like, well, what, are, what are we trusting here? This, is, mm-hmm. this has been a failure as of late. But sure enough, not only defensively that we talked about Patrick Graham, but offensively, Josh McDaniels is doing so much better on his play calling. And I would say that is he doing better or is the players actually executing better like he, you know, kind of alluded to, especially on that flea flicker, by the way, which was <laughs> chef's kiss on that one. Um but like so, so he's doing better there. But give props to Carmen Brasillo and calling oh, this. Yeah. I mean, and coaching this offensive lineup. You know when, and ultimately, like when we came down to like you know the trade deadline and things like that, or even prior to that, Scott, we were like, okay, we could sign this tackle, we could sign this tackle, we could sign this guard, we could sign, and we're all speculating on all these players that the Raiders could go out there and get, and they didn't do anything, and they kept mm-hmm. saying, no, we like who we got, and we're going, but don't you see what happens on the field? Yeah, well, they saw what happens on the field, but they also see what happens in practice, and that's not a luxury that we get. And so they knew and what they what they had in-house, and they knew that they were going to trust their coaching staff. And sure enough, Carmen Brasillo and the rest of that offensive group has coached these young men up. And, Scott, absolutely. it's. I mean, who would have thunk we'd have been here now at this point in the season looking back to where we were in week three after we got destroyed by the Titans and saying, like, yeah. no, the offensive line is going to be one of the strengths of this football team. Like, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> it is. And, and I'll tell you, I, you bring up a really, really great point. And that is we can all sit here all day. All those of us that do radio, that do video, all kinds of Raider content creators. And we can talk about, hey, Josh Jacobs isn't doing this, or excuse me, Josh McDaniels isn't doing this, or Patrick Graham isn't doing this, or why didn't Dave Ziegler go get an offensive lineman? And, and that's all fair game. But at the end of the day, they did not waver. You remember when Mark Davis said, I think they're doing a great job. And we all laughed. And I, it's still funny to me that he said that when they were two and seven. But they have their plan. And I think this is something that for fans especially, and I don't blame them because from a fan perspective, you want your team to win. And so when they're not performing up to their ability, then then you're upset. So when somebody says they're doing well, then you say, what are you talking about? I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that you're going to do better. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, Merv, I came on this show and I said, listen, you have got to turn the page and you have to say, okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. It's not turning out the way we want it to at two and seven. So what do we look for? Let's look for a couple little runs here. Let's look at the positives. Is Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, are they clicking together? 
Is Chandler Jones going to get better? Is Nate Hobbs back and doing better? Is the offensive line improving? And I think that's what you're seeing. Still, some fans will not be satisfied, and I understand. But at this at this point, with this team going on this three-game run, I don't care who they beat. It doesn't matter. Your schedule is your schedule, and the schedule is somewhat favorable for them to continue to gain confidence and be in ball games. And to me, that's what you have to hook your hat to the rest of this season. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we won back-to-back games against, you know, teams with winning records. And, you know, and that was the criticism early on is that we weren't beating good teams. Well, right. now we beat the Chargers and we beat the freaking Seahawks, right? So, like, okay, now now next man up. And, well, it's unfortunately it's the Lambs and they suck. But, like, you know, but then, we, but then again, we've got we've got the Patriots. So it's like, like you said, we can only play the the, the teams that are in front of us. But like, you know, I don't know. Like I got I, I, I'm. It's always interesting to me when when Raider fan gets caught up in those conversations. And I would just say that like, and I I, I sound like I'm, you know, like a freaking broken record over here. But it's like, just root for the Raiders that are. Don't worry about the Raiders that aren't. We can't, yep. can't do anything about that. We can't do anything about the draft coming up next year. We can't do anything about the coaching staff. Derek Carr is going to be your quarterback evidently now. Guess what, Raider Nation? He's going to be a quarterback next year too. Like <laughs> So, you know, Derek Carr is going to be a quarterback. Mark Davis is going to be your owner. Josh McDaniels is going to be your coach. And there's not a darn thing you can do about that. So just embrace what the Raiders are and let's cheer on and let's root for their success in their current version because it's not going to change. No, you're you're absolutely right. I think that's true. You, unless something drastic happened, which I doubt. But I mean, you look at Derek Carr's day. Derek Carr did not have a great day. He had an efficient day after he settled down in the first half. He finished 16 of 30 for 250 yards, two touchdowns, and the one interception, which is run back for the for the touchdown. So you take out you take out that touchdown, that pick six, and you're talking uh, the Raiders defense only giving up 13 points, including one on a short field. So that's how well the defense played as well. But you look at what they were able to do here. And I think the one thing I kept saying to myself, Murph, and, and, and maybe this is wrong, uh, but I kept looking at that offense when they were starting to get rolling in the second quarter and into the third quarter. And I said, imagine, because Foster Moreau had the one nice catch, the one miss where he was taken off the field and almost put into concussion protocol. But I thought to myself, they don't have Hunter Renfro and they don't have Darren Waller, who are both going to be eligible to come off. And so I look at that team and I said, okay, if those guys can come off and be 70% of what they should be, this team even has more weapons on offense. So just perhaps I'm not giving up yet on some big, massive Hollywood ending where this team wins eight, nine, 10 games. That is such a great call out, Scott. And I had that on my notes, and I just highlighted that as one of the things I wanted to bring up is that, you know, this is what we've, we've got this Raider team that's now won three games in a row. And, yeah, no Renfro and no Waller. And how bad did we miss them today? Shoot, shoot almost said a bad word. We, 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 <laughs> we win this game by three touchdowns today with those guys. I mean, you know, the way that we were able to work the ball downfield, and I know Derek didn't have the best game today, but he was very strong in the pocket. And, like, yes, one of the things that we've been critical about Derek lately is his happy feet. And, his, you know, he gets, gets rid of the ball too quick. He was staying in the pocket strong, and especially on that one to Devontae Adams to, to let Devontae work downfield. And, and while we're on this offense, and I know we're missing those other guys, tremendously and and this team will improve tremendously when we get them back but can we just appreciate the greatness of, of Devonte adams for a second like there's two plays in this game that, that stood out to me and i know the one got called back but he made makes another late oh. adjustment on the sideline to catch the ball one-handed and, uh, and and i referenced it last week that like 
Cliff Branch was a great Raider and a, and a Hall of Famer, not only because of his speed, and that's what he's known for, but his ability to adjust to the football at the last second before the defender even knows what he's doing. That's what truly defined him and made him great. That's what Devontae Adams does. And so not only seeing him do that, but his route running ability, that little stutter go that he ran tonight. I mean, I got chills. He blew that. What was it? A Shanahan or Callahan or whatever that, that DB's name was. I mean, just freaking juked him out of his shorts and ran by him. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, Devontae Adams, I mean, you know, we all knew that he was going to be great as a Raider. You know, and all anybody that said, oh, his production's going to go down. We playing with Derek Carr. Yeah, okay. You want yeah. that one back? Um, but, like, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing to me. Just his, his greatness, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's unmatched. Like you, you said, he's the best wide receiver in football. And all you got to do is watch a game like today. And he didn't even barely show up in the first quarter. Maybe no. to his fault or not, not to his fault. I don't know, but like, but you know, but he really didn't get effective until the second quarter. And so just, I mean, the guy's killing it. Yeah. It's, and it's a good question. I'm glad you brought that thing up too, because with, with Adams being targeted, because of course, even the broadcasters called it out uh, on the game, uh, Archuleta and Gumble when they said Devonte, yeah, we haven't heard from Devonte Adams at all in the first quarter. Cause they compared that too with the chargers, not going to Keenan Allen. And so I sat there and then as they started to go to him and when they went to him, it was so uh, diligent and so on target that I'm starting to wonder Murph. And I know, I know a lot of fans, including me covering the team. I've, I've criticized McDaniels for getting too cute, even though the second game in a row with a flea flicker for a touchdown, by the way, um, to what you mentioned earlier, but, but, you start to look at that and it perhaps just perhaps is Josh McDaniels doing that on purpose? Is he waiting to go to Devonte Adams? Does he lull that defense into sleep for some reason? And then suddenly flips the switch and says, okay, now we're going to go heavy towards him. It almost seems like it's planned. You know, I, I mean, he's a little bit of a mad scientist, isn't he? So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past him. And, and, you know, I, I got to give him credit too, Scott. Like, you know, we, we all gave Josh McDaniels plenty of crap. And if we see another sweep on fourth and one, like, I, listen, you're going to he'll catch more crap from us, too. <laughs> like, just run that thing yes, up in sir. there. But, I, um, but I, I got I to admit, man, at least, again, I don't know the ins and outs of the play calling. I, I think few of us do. But for those that understand it most, even they can give credit to the idea that there are changes, right? There are adjustments. And, yes, we can pin a lot of it on player execution, but you also just see a little bit more consistency with this play calling. You see a little bit more rhythm to it. It seems like when we're watching the game now, we see a little bit more rhythm. And I'll give him credit, too. His management at the end of this game was fantastic. And you think about, like, what do head coaches need to do best? Head coaches are not coaching positions, per se. Yes, mm -hmm. he's in the offensive coordinator by, you know, de facto, because Mick Lombardi, I don't know what that guy does. But um, so, so he's got his, his, his role, but a, but effectively the, the head coach is the manager of the team, right? It's your game day managing. You're managing the overall operation of the, of, the, and the, of, of the team. And then your coordinators and your position coaches, those are the guys with the hands on. So what are you most dependent on your head coach for? In this case, it's Josh, Josh McDaniels play calling and his game management. Well, he called a great game and I'll give him props on the game management because not only did I feel like he managed the play calling in the fourth quarter, very well. Yeah, could be some things could be questioned, of course, like anything could. But mm -hmm. for the most part, it was great. But my favorite, play, my favorite thing he did all game long, timeout when freaking I forget who it was was running off the field. Would have been twelve men on the field. Would have negated. Tillery. It was when, Tillery. Tillery, thank you. Would have, yeah. Tillery was on the field when he gave the play and Josh because I'm going. Why do we call timeout? Like we looked like we were going to maybe have a sack on the play. Sure yeah. enough, Josh McDaniels does the right thing, hits that timeout, and like 
that's what you want to have. You know, that heightened sense of awareness, that investment, that presence for your coach. Like, I mean, that's you, you would think it would be things like that would be easy at the NFL level. But how many times do we see NFL head coaches blow that kind of stuff? And Josh, oh, McDaniel absolutely. Yeah, and in fact, when we come back from this break, Murph, we're going to pick up on that because I want—I do want to talk about that uh, and Josh McDaniels and the job he's doing. In fact, one of our viewers slash listeners, Jordan Ford, who writes into our mailbag show on Wednesday, so hey, what's up, Jordan, uh, wrote something, and I want to get back to that and talk about Josh McDaniels, talk about the coaching staff and what's going on there and how it's improved and what we're seeing that tells us that is the case. We're going to take a break. If you're watching us on video, we'll be back real quick. If you're on the audio side of our silver and black today original audio odyssey excuse me i'm so excited after the win it was so fun to watch that i can't speak uh no we're on odyssey original podcast make sure you subscribe to it and subscribe here to the youtube channel it's murph and scott we'll be back right after this message